This is PBE Daily, early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvumbi. Apologies for disappearing on you for the last couple of weeks. It's been a whirlwind. First of all, I'm very grateful to most of you for actually sending me birthday wishes. On the 2nd of June, I turned 35. I was actually hinting at this in the beginning stages of last month. And I think it was important for me to actually just take a break a little bit because I was handling so much that had to be finished and I'm yet to finish a lot of what is the chunk of work, but the degree that I've actually gotten to thus far has been successful. The the clients that I have been servicing with the different drawings that they need, plus the work in the office, and even as we speak, I'm about to pull an all-nighter, and you could tell from my voice that I've been taking very, very poor care of myself in the sense of, I think every week for the last three, four weeks, I've had close to 20, maybe 30 hours of sleep total, a week and I'm talking seven days of the week and even when my body started fighting back because I had this thing that made it impossible for me to sit and I'm glad I've, I've been able to take care of that and even adjust the way I sit down and take breaks from sitting down whenever I need to so I'm able to actually stand up and work whenever I can and I hope to actually make a device and shout out to the person who's helped me come up with a quote for that and I'm going to make this device come to life so I'm able to just in between the sitting down I can actually do some standing up as I work also and that's actually of great value to me. A big shout out to everybody who's actually been checking out the radio show that I actually started hosting in the last couple of weeks and I think we're now eight weeks in and big steps are about to happen for the next eight weeks and I think it's safe to say the re- my career being revived as far as my media personality place is a great gift. I have always believed in true work ethic and believed in putting my best foot forward and making sure that all that requires to be done gets my 1000%. And the team that was put together to make this radio show happen has made it very, very clear to me that I'm in very safe hands. So shout out to the legendary Pigne, Nijo, Jero, uh, uh, Bevon, super producer Brian Nivusa, and Brand, brand, like all, all these great guys who are making it possible for me to actually continue doing this and better understand the evolution that radio has had and even the evolution that TV has had because the unique thing about my, my radio show is well it's not really my radio show but the radio show that I am a part of <laughs> if you will the unique thing is not only am I on TV and on radio at the same time I'm also streamed worldwide apologies I have to clear my throat real quick <clears throat> Yeah, price to pay when you were on air for a whole couple of hours and you still haven't taken the time to take your lemon tea. Apologies. Now, in the process of that actual radio show, I, I made one or two episodes uh, in May. And when the work became overwhelming, I couldn't find enough time to actually speak. And also, another thing is, a lot has happened in the past couple of weeks from activist movements across the globe unifying against the... Uh, police brutality movement that's happening in the United States and add that to COVID-19 and how people have been indoors and been frustrated the fiscal means have been greatly affected they're not making as much money as they expected to and add that to now the impossibility to actually address those particular factors I couldn't find a perfect way to speak on the topics that I've been lining up to speak on on this podcast and it's only because I, I get we're a global village and when I say I get we're a global village, I mean this. I get that in many ways, for example, that this platform is an American platform. And 
though 70% of my listenership is in Kenya, the whole world gets the chance to actually be privy to what happens in this podcast. And because they get privy to be on this to hear what's happening in my perspective and the lessons I learned from across the globe, I don't take for granted that my speaking on certain topics it does hint at or introduce some of you to that which is my take or my observations of that which is happening. And whenever I look at that situation, I, my first angle is to not speak on the grievances that already have been put to perspective and also been misconstrued. I, I say that to say this, in any way that you want to view that which is the struggle of being black on a global scale, there are countless sources of information you could get. Some so passionate that it actually looks as if they want to return fire with fire and some which have found a passive way to deal with it by saying just block it out of your mind and others which find solutions by taking steps into enfranchising most others to find better circumstances in order for such grievances to actually finally be addressed or start being reduced as time goes by because all these grievances it takes time for all these things to be quelled and all these um, hearts to at least find a degree of peace. It's a process of time. And even in the, in, when it comes to loss, when you lose a, lose a friend, lose family, all that you can ask for is a person to give you the degree of patience and give you the degree of, of understanding and heartwarming belief in order for you to find your own path. We don't like imposing our paths on each other, but I feel like if we try as much as possible to guide each other, we'll find a, be a better way to deal with that which is around us every single day of the week, which is the reality that things are tough, things are tight, things are exhausting, things are overwhelming. I then decided that if I was ever going to speak, since all those matters are being addressed piece by piece, I was going to try find a way to address the global problem from the little bit of information that I've been consuming to help myself uh, navigate these waters that is everyday existence. And by that I say, I feel the most important thing for us to do is be clear with what the problems are and address that which are potential solutions. And when I look at the whole situation about the systemic racism that exists in the United States, in certain states where it's actually more stringent than in other states it's important for us to look at it and ask ourselves well are there allegories or versions of stories of individuals which could give us a degree of direction personally i've always said on this podcast that the most important piece of information as far as inspiration to guide me in the right path has always come from hip-hop music because hip-hop has been not only a guiding light for me but it's always been like the perfect big brother uh, side by side with my actual big brothers because I learn a lot from these gentlemen and when I thought about how to best address this I sought to use an example that really reigned true when this idea for this episode was formulating in my head and being that I found the perfect day to actually speak on it I'm going to do it now the character who gives me the perfect idea of how to deal with the clear systemic problem you face has to be uh, the RZA and I'm not addressing the idea of the RZA based upon that which happened there after the 36 chambers of the Wu-Tang Clan and, and that which became the careers of the individuals, not that. I'm going to go to the purest place he came from, the nation of gods and earths back in the day, when in Staten Island, it was a 
great degree of racial divide and the, the racial lines were so clear cut that black people are constantly in danger and even black murder was happening of friends of his and stuff like that and then the drug trade and how drugs are introduced into the communities and everything and if you watch the documentary series that was done about the Wu-Tang Clan you would clearly see that these gentlemen had gone through quite a lot and even if the debauchery didn't make sense to you when it comes to how much they spent on gold and jewelry please know when you come from that kind of place there's something that comes as a result that may taint your perception to most others because they expect you to be responsible with that which is your fiscal means but they forget the fact that you didn't come from an actual place of proper information to make great sense of the corporate world because you were literally just thrown into the deep end of having great talent but not knowing what structures to better protect yourself so i look at the story of reza and in those initial years and i find great inspiration in them in this sense when the reza first had a record deal with tommy boy he didn't like that which was his deal and he hated the fact that they were trying to create a version of somebody else in the music industry they didn't want him to have his own independence his cousin the jizza was also on a record deal and he was also disenfranchised and disgruntled with that which was his experience and they didn't have a degree of black consciousness to themselves and incarceration for uh, petty crimes or for just the bias that police had for young people in Staten Island it just led them to gravitate towards something that would actually give them a degree of mental fortitude to push themselves further and it comes close to how we symbolically sometimes may look at the difference between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X Martin Luther King was the the child of a pastor so he was always preparing to take on the reins and he chose to find his own path and then he would he took activism as the mantle he would follow but Malcolm X he had no interest he would his parents had interest in the Marcus Garvey movement before the nation of Islam embraced him his siblings had been introduced to the de- the ideals of the nation of Islam because it was good to hear a person of the same pigment and the same uh, race speak on the greatness of the black person because all things that are in regards to the destruction of a person begin in the mind now an offshoot of the nation of islam is what was known as the nation of gods and earths or the 5% nation and for those who kind of seen what it 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 is it's this image of like a star i think it's a an eight-sided star i'm not sure um with the image of the number 7 inside it you've probably seen jay-z wear that chain and jay electronica as well and the nation of gods and earths spoke through this thing they call the divine mathematics or something like that i'm paraphrasing i apologize and from the divine mathematics they found their own way into finding their own self love and self drive and self uh belonging curiosities about these nations of gods and earths and stuff like that i first heard of the nation of gods and earths when i was in inside a magazine age 19 and they had countless source magazines that used to be delivered to the office and they'd run through it and I'd see this image of Jadakiss on the cover and they spoke about this thing called the Nation of Gods and Earths and how many rappers came from the Nations of Gods and Earths and when it came to Riza Riza said he found his path in that and I'm going to really mess this up but just bear with me he said he zigged into a problem of how the bad circumstances that exist in his life and then he zagged into prison in order for him to either completely lose his life completely or just choose to 
be in that zag situation of prison and then zig back into becoming he what he became so Riza there's I think he called himself Riza Zigzag Zigala or something like that and in that period is when he started educating his friends in the neighborhood and his siblings and and cousins and all that on the mathematics that he learned from the the 5% nation and in that he started finding strategies to better express introduce create music and also add the inspiration of the martial arts and the kind of discipline the samurai and the the gurus of martial arts would have in order to be able to make the kind of music they would create because they had the persona they had embodied in that time and i look at that situation and i find similarities for myself because sometimes when you're a person who doesn't come from like the greatest of means you sometimes get lost in characters in film or television and things like that take for example how in my case i've decided to don the mantle of the titan or the mad titan and it's not because i i wish evil upon anyone it's just i like the idea of having tunnel vision in what you want to achieve and not making any compromises until you achieve that which you want to achieve not harming anyone that's the part where i'm different i don't feel success for me should be gained from actually hurting someone else but to return to the reza what he did was he took the teachings of the mathematics and his understandings and learnings from the music industry and chose to charter a path for his friends in the Wu-Tang clan and then upon the Wu-Tang clan within the clan he made sure that all individuals would have separate deals based upon their personalities and the different labels that could better serve that which was their individual talents him doing so was a strategy to make sure everybody was in a better position to be successful thereafter granted it may not have gone according to plan once the success and the and the, the wealth comes in but i don't think we ever really prepare ourselves for successes and for the greatness that would come thereafter I mean in the 8 weeks I've been on radio again the thing I love about it is the fact that it's a, it's the escape I have outside of the work I do in the office and the work I do in the house so when I need to take a break and actually relax my mind the radio show plays that part and they say that you should actually actually more time should be spent giving yourself relaxation and preparation for the next day to come but when you have so much and you have this need to fulfill that which is what you started you tend to not really care much about certain things like sleep and this is probably the last thing my parents want to hear me say but mortality is a flaw it, it i hate that the human body needs rest i hate that the human body needs sustenance sometimes because i i i won't lie i take very poor care of myself i mean sometimes i think about okay you you have to make the meal or to prepare the meal but then that's time away from the drawing board so do, do we order in or do we just have copious amounts of snacks that are good fulfilling like pieces of food that you could actually have like have some fruits around have some different versions of um, uh nuts like uh, peanuts or macadamia nuts or cashew nuts and just so that you could just keep on at least chowing down on di- different snacks so you can keep on going and keep on creating and when you feel like you have you need a hefty meal just have something prepared already in the freezer or in the fridge and you just pick that up and then continue because until you fin- get to the finish line it it's annoying that you need to find sustenance and i'll tell you that for free sometimes it's annoying to actually try to find a way to sustain yourself but by me saying the idea of riza chartering the waters of the music industry and even changing uh other subcultures and that happened tied to the music industry like clothing and things like that 
he had to map out a plan for not only himself but nine other individuals and by chartering a plan for those nine other individuals and they all came from no dire strains like they didn't have the money they, how they even got the money it's alleged that they kind of used illegal means but it's, it's it's neither here nor there i don't know the inner workings because i've never been to staten island i've never been to new york i've, I've heard the stories and this is just all probably broken telephone but my thinking is this with all the things that are around us to disenfranchise us and, and to make us feel that we are incapable of making something of ourselves is it not important to now move past the idea of knowing what the problem is and making plans to counter i mean jot down the lines of of the problems that exist the the autocratic and the heavy like heavy hand of, of authority uh the situation with now poor income for most people and so lifestyles have been changed drastically and dramatically the whole understanding that we'd like to have from those who are around us and those who we care for and them not really being as patient with us as we expect them to and people creating a sense of dependency based upon their friendships or not even their friendships or their acquaintanceships now baptizing those as friendships and wanting a stake in everything that you do as far as your successes are concerned is it not important for us to now really sit down with ourselves individually to map out plans for ourselves and hopefully in those plans you make countermeasures or you actually make sub plans that lead to everyone around you actually also being enfranchised my thinking of that just means this i think the system is rotten at the top and it could be changed by at the bottom us making sure that we take care of each other we make sure we're straight and not based off of, of lines that were created during colonial times dead that nonsense and not based off of lines that are trying to be maintained but the guys who actually make profits from the fact that they maintain those lines for their own benefit screw all that i say take those particular plans change how those things are actually planned out in regards to how you can navigate those waters i say all that because i believe this if there could have been more than two or three versions of black wall street across the united states in the industrial movement that were trying to revive the nation when they're trying to revive the nation after sec- the second world war if there can be two three different versions of black wall street in the times where segregation laws are strong and uh, strong and the jim crow laws are being planned or they actually started taking shape in allegedly if they could find a way as black people to actually make sure they were okay not only in the south but also in the north is it then not important for us to find a way to make compromises for ourselves based on the clear lines that we've been dealt which are shitty cards is it then not important for us to now make plans for ourselves to better ourselves and to better power empower ourselves i'm tired of hearing about the problem i know what the problem is please let's talk about solutions and i'm not and i'm not meaning like magna carta level or like monumentous type of solutions i'm talking solutions as simple as something we could begin doing on a day-to-day basis between ourselves and amongst ourselves that really betters us that's what i'm really keen on and that's what i'm really interested in right now and it's one of the reasons why i didn't want to come on this podcast without actually having a, a, a proper plan in my head or at least vague semblances of a, of a plan i wanted to come here with at least a degree of objective direction for us to all consider with ourselves that's all i ask of you just take time to sit with yourself and just find a way and map out and just vet and be harsh with yourself and just map out how we could all together piece by piece fix ourselves better ourselves and then deal with the problem at the top in a forgiven time that we don't know yet until next time let me just say still i firmly believe in the statement be caesar 
or be nothing at all. Take great care of yourselves. Continue supporting this podcast. I love that you guys are making the podcast numbers still go up. And I cannot say that enough. And so God bless you. God take care of you. And until I see you in person, because I know the time is going to come when we'll be able to actually have like even Zoom meetings or something like that. Until next time. Uno. <laughs>